So we say in the Tefillah of Al-Nisim that the desire of the Yavonim was like she come to her sechol ha-habiram yichukeret zonechol and the Bershom wanted the, the, the Yavonim wanted to take us away from the, the chukim of the Bershom's rotsin the chukeret zonechol so the same way there are physical chukim there are physical laws of how the world works the laws of nature which we don't have to understand why they're so but we know that they are reality and that that's how the world functions. So Bershom put chukim into the world, which we don't necessarily understand exactly what they are about, but that being, they are a reality which we need to, to deal with. And the Yavonim had a specific problem with the chukim v'tzunecho. So the simple understanding, Yavonim's uh, whole yisoid was the superiority of man and the man's intellect. It's something which doesn't make any sense to man, therefore by definition, was was not not acceptable. It was not correct. It, it was, they had, yeah, dip, they and the fact that we are going to be having the world of chukim it was something which was uh, antithetical to the to to the Yivanim. and that's what they had challenged with. They had the day of Mila, the day of Shabbos, these type of things were, were beyond the normal realm. They had difficulty with. I think maybe there's another understanding based on Rav Hirsch's understanding of what chukim are. Hirsch has a beautiful explanation in 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 Chukim, which I think has a lot to share with us. So in he, in his his work, the nineteen letters. So in, in letter number ten, he divides up the mitzvahs into uh, six types of mitzvahs. We're familiar with uh, Chukim and Mishpatim, so he divides up what he calls Torahs which are the histor- historically revealed concepts about Hashem, the character of man and, uh, and of Yisrael, and their implications. Mishpatim, expressions of justice towards being equal to yourself, justice towards humans. Chukim, mitzvahs, edos, and avodah. So what are chukim? Chukim are expressions of justice toward subordinate beings, based on the principle that all things exist in God's service. So in other words, justice towards the earth and plants and animals, as well as toward your property, your body and your mind and your heart, which together make up one yourself. That's what he, and that's what he puts down in the letter, letter number 10. In the 11th letter, he, he expands upon that a little bit. And he says the following, the same justice that you, justice that you owe to man should be shown to every li- lower being from the earth which bears everything to vegetation and the animal world, to your own body, your mental powers, your own self, more than anything else you can call yours. In the case of Mishpatim, the demand for justice is based on the, on the, upon the quality of men. The demands of Mishpatim are clearer to you because to a large extent you only need to know your own feelings in order to identify with the feelings of your fellow man. If you have the same knowledge of your body and your mind and the conditions for their harmonious interaction, Chukim would make sense to you as much as Mishpatim. The chukim require you respect for all that exists as Hashem's property. Do not destroy anything. Do not misuse it. Do not waste. Use everything wisely. Respect for all species. Do not intermingle them, etc. Limitations of your own instincts and animal-like actions. And respect for your soul. When you nourish this tool, the body, supply the body with that nourishment which will enable to act as a pure and willing messenger of the world 
to the spirits, and the spirits of the to the world. Concealment is salvation of the animal in you, and last respect for your own person and its purest expression, your power of speech. That's he puts under the meat of, of Chukim. I want to read with to you in the Karev, in the section 62, which is regard for one's own body, which, which includes under that the issue of evil atzmoi, sekhanus atzmoi, mitzvah shriyasa nefesh. So this sort of suicide, self-injury, self-ruin, and self-preservation, and the midst of self-preservation. Okay, so he talks about suicide. Now it's not really our topic, but I think he's, he presents it in a such a beautiful way. If you can say that about suicide, okay. Um, the 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 iser. The life of your neighbor stands before you as a sanctity. You may not destroy the frame of your brother's human spirits. You may not tear the bond that God has tied between spirit and body and your brother. And would you not recognize the same sanctity in your own life? Would you not respect the bond tied by God in, in your life as in your, as in your brother's? Would you, would you not destroy your own frame, your human spirit, the flee from the earth which God has sent, sent you before God summons you away? You have no more right upon your own life, upon your own body, than you have upon your brother's. You are a, you are a murderer, whether it be yourself who you murder or your brother. Step number one. Okay. Then he says, there's people who do this because they have misfortunes, life's burdens. Is it not self-deception to think that suicide is a crime only against God and yourself and not a crime against your fellow creatures? What, was even a, a small part of your being, a fragment of your power, meant for you only? We're here just for ourselves. We're here for the world. So we have no right to take it away. Did you not have a duty to be becoming a blessing unto the world in everything and with everything? Do you not belong to it with your whole being? Were you not born, from it, were you not born for it when God called you into existence here below? And do you not deprive the world of its justified demands upon you when you destroy your existence here? You can't take yourself away. You, you don't belong to yourself. You belong to the world lest you say but you stand alone in God's world no bonds of love friendship or blood tie you unto another being is it only these then that have a claim upon you is it not everything which bears God's stamp is it not every is not every man whom you serve every animal that you can you have and can preserve every tree that you can guard every earthly creature to which you belong if you stand alone as far as men are concerned is it maybe your own fault We belong to the world. But first, is a fascinating thing. He writes the first mitzvah of the mitzvahs of the Chukim is the mitzvah of Baltashkas. You can't destroy wantonly. We can't destroy for no purpose. So there's a Gemara Shabbos, the Gemara Shabbos, and the Gemara says that. The way of the Yitzhahara is that he tells a person, the universe says a person is created a person who rips, who destroys clothing in his anger, it should be to you like he's a dead of a Because that's the way of the Yitzhahara. He starts with something small and eventually tells you to do a and you do that as well. So Hirsch asks, okay, so you're saying the Yitzhahara starts small, and once you listen to him, he keeps going further and further and further. So, but why Dafka Kreb Gadamachamosay? So 
So you should say, if a person, you know, a person comes like the davening, you know, next thing you know, we're talking about Azar. Like, what, what, what's, what's the connection to Korea? We got to She says that when I borrow somebody's garments, I have full rights to use it. I'm considered the owner, the shale is a matan I can do whatever I want with it. I can use it for any purpose. And matter of fact, if if it, it if it's if it's consumed and used up in the in the in the in, in the process of using it, but I can't destroy it because it's not mine. Only the Bailam has a right to destroy. When a person is created, what is he saying? That the beggar belongs to me. Uh, you're on your way to Abadazar already. That I stand as the owner of the world. I can do whatever I want with it. Rosh says, no, no, no. It, the beggar belongs to me. I gave it to you to use for beneficial purposes. If in that, in that course of that, you, you, it gets worn out, that's what I gave it to you for. But it's not yours. It's mine. An attitude that I am the them over the world is on the way to Abadazar. Because you just took Hodesh off of the pedestal and you put yourself instead. So that's what the Moor is saying. That's this about Tashkas. He says, about Tashkas, Betzim is the Yesoid of Kol Tarakula. It's an attitude which defines how we approach the whole world. What he's adding over here, we sort of understand that in the sense of the world, and we forget about it in the sense of our being. We belong to Kodesh Baruch also. The Bershom gave us our, our, our existence and our being because he wants us to accomplish things. He gave it to us, but it belongs to him. We can't take it. It belongs to the world. We're here to serve. We're here to, we're here to give. We're here to provide for every, every, every person and every, everything around us, whether it's the, the, taking care of the animal or the tree or whatever it is. We don't belong to ourselves. This is where Yavin had a problem. The Chukim took man off, the, off of the pedestal and put a Kosh on the pedestal. The Chukim are that this world is not ours. We're not the Bailam of the world to do whatever we want with it. We're here as the guests of a Kosh and we constantly recognize that he, is, he has an expectation of us and he's allowing us to subjugate the world. We keep sure. For, 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 for valid purposes. But that to at any point in time we believe that the what belongs on the pedestal is man and it, once you put man on the pedestal it's not just any man but usually it's yourself which is what the Greeks did. So they had a society where the, there was there was a tremendous stress on beauty. We spoke about the the, the, the the world of victory and defeat. It wasn't just the world of victory and defeat. There was a sense of beauty. Things had to be perfect. So a child which was born, which is deformed, they killed. Because they have a right to, o- to override a, a life. Because it's not, not the way I want it. You're the Bailam. It's always pallid to me like how they, 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 these were these tremendous philosophers, etc., and they arrived about Azar. So the answer is very simple. That, like the Moor says, you're on your way to do about Azar. 
once you take a Kodesh off of the pedestal, you put man in the middle, man's the boss, so then there are powers which, which, which you, you, you realize at some point there are powers which you, don't, you, have, you have to placate. But what were their, what were their, 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 their idols were glorified men with all of the taivas and the, and, and, and the gaivas and all of of a man. So the bottom line, it's man that's on the pedestal. But if you're a really powerful man, you're a superman, oh, so now you're to God. But that we are just a hechatimsa for something truly greater than ourselves who doesn't have the chesernus of man, doesn't have the limitations of man, doesn't have the, the taiva and the gaiva and the kina and all those things. That, that, that they couldn't comprehend. So the Klayasel comes to the world of Chukim, and the world of Chukim is, is, is a whole new view of the world. We're here as guests of a Baruch Hu, and we have responsibilities. What was Nishkadashim when I was reading this piece from Hirsch? The Nakuda that we belong to, me, to Kaddish Baruch Hu, you know, that, that's, that's, I think, pretty obvious. That he extended it that we belong to our fellow creatures and not just to mankind, but to the world. We have responsibility to all of that. So the person says, I, I, I'm, worth, I'm worth it to the whole world. You're never, you're never going to save a cat. Never once, once in your life gonna 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 help an animal, so that's enough to say you have the right to leave. I mean, we want to say it in extreme, obviously that we, we, there's more to human life than that, but that's what he's saying. He explains the chukim that the desorklayim is we we respect the bursha, put a certain natural way that things grow. You can't change that. That's the, that's the concept of of, of klayim. There's a certain respect to the reality. We we have somebody once asked me like, is it, is recycling a Jewish value, a Torah value? So I said I think so. We are stewards of a world, can't just waste it. The same way we can't we can't waste our bodies. We can't waste the world. A person who abuses his body. So he says, but not only may you not rob yourself of life, you may not even cause your body the slightest injury. You may not ruin your health through carelessness. You may not weaken yourself by abstinence from that which is permitted. You may not willfully bring yourself into danger. You may not lessen your powers through an irregular way of life. In any way, weaken your health or shorten your life. Only if the body is healthy is it an efficient instrument for the spirit's activity. Therefore, even the smallest anesthetic deprivation of strength is accountable to God. Every swallow's weakening is partial murder. You should not rely upon the protective miracle of providence unless the fulfillment of duty makes it necessary to face danger. For providence does not protect carelessness and foolhardiness. You know, it's too much, too much to ask for teenagers. He tells me, you know, How they drive, how they think, how they act. You know, where were you? I was, I was climbing to the top of the top, top of the building. Why? Because. 
Fairly recently, there was some fellow who climbed uh, very, very difficult uh, rock structure, rock formation, very high, without any any type of harness. That's how many of just free, free. Somebody asked, like, what do I think about it? I said, a person who understands the value of life, how can you do such a thing? How can you take a chance in your life? But I once saw a suggestion where it comes from. It says, a person who's never been through a very, very traumatic moment where, where his life was in danger, and he, and he was able to be saved for those for those moments he has a tremendous respect for his moment of the fact that he's alive and that's a powerful emotion it gives value to your life wow I'm alive so for some people the only way they can get that is by uh, driving motorcycles at 100 miles an hour around the course with, with other people without any protection on your body so they feel mamish like your mamish right by the moment of death. And they, get, and they survive. Ah, feels good. So, so it, it makes it feel alive. I once read a science fiction story about the amusement park of the future. The amusement park of the future, like right now, I mean, you know, the part of, music, part of the amusement park is like that, that thrill of like danger. So you have a roller coaster which takes you up like four, you know, four million feet, and then it drops you down at ninety degrees, you know, at, at four million miles an hour, and wow, you know. Well, the amusement of the future, people actually might actually die. Like over here, the point is that you just brush with death, or whether they actually would actually would brush with death, you know, that really makes it. So that's our society. We've lost the value of life. And we want to feel alive, so we get it by. This is the final world of Yavin. It's my life. I can do whatever I want with it. But I do, I do appreciate feeling alive. So let's challenge it. And worst comes to worst, I die. No, no. It's not the thing fair look. It's expendable. It, it's not worth anything. We, the true understanding of the value of our lives is this. The more I understand it's not mine, it belongs to, to the very the, the island, and it belongs to the world. There's so much purpose. There's so much value. I play such a role. And our society has, has downplayed the, the value and the role and the purpose of man. And that's the final result of Yovan is not that man is on, on the pedestal, the man is worthless. And then you get this argument of with the, no, no self-preservation, the opposite. Because what am I anyway? I'm nothing. We're the, most, we're the most valuable thing in the world. Not because we're on the pedestal, because the being which is on the pedestal says we're, we're valuable, because the world needs us. Our society is the final expression of Yovan in that respect. They put science on the pedestal, they put man on the pedestal, man's ability to figure things out. They put, and there's no value to life anymore. And then, so we'll cut life here, and we'll cut life there, you know, we can cut out life before it's born, we can discuss euthanasia, we can discuss, you know, suggestion in Britain. I mentioned to you a, few, a while back that, that let's define the moment of birth to 
72 hours after the child is actually physically comes out, and therefore it's only considered abortion. And you'll see if the child has some diff- significant issues, we allow to kill it because it's not, it's, not, it's not alive yet, so it's only, it's, it's only abortion, it's not murder. That's what they're contemplating. The limiting ourselves and, and, and being aware of the fact that we're stewards, it seems to be making us smaller. It makes us much more greater. It makes us much more significant. At the end of the day, the fight of Klai, so Klai is the, is the nation which says to the world that life has purpose. Life has meaning. Every, every life has purpose. Every life has meaning. My life has purpose. My life has meaning. I'm valuable. I'm a gift of a Kodesh Baruch to the world. So I'm a gift of a Kodesh Baruch to the world. I can't take it. I have to respect it. I have to take care of it. But I'm a gift. I'm a matana. So Hanukkah was, was, was a time to reflect that. How much are re- do I respect myself? How valuable I really am? And how much I'm careful to respect myself in the physical sense, in the spiritual sense, and then use my life in a, in a valuable way that I'm happy with, respecting that, that, that purpose and that function. Didn't record. You, yours record? Yeah. Okay.